What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Metal cough. Hey, B. The kegs are open, Habes. I know. You just, we are in the, we're at Levi Stadium. Podcast coming to you on, uh, what's today? Through Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon yeah. at Levi Stadium in the uh, Brocade Club. Thought about going outside, but it's the sun side of the stadium right now. Don't want to have a stroke. <laughs> no. And um, Middlecoff checked the kegs here at the Brocade Club, and they're working. I don't see any cups, but I'm sure if we did some digging, we could find some. There is no doubt in my mind that if we wanted to, we could just sit here right now and get slammed. Those taps might be a little, those kegs might be a little old, though. There have been some events down here lately. I, don't you think? They have to host a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, this thing doesn't go unused for six months. Right. We, and they, I mean, Stella. I mean, you got Bud Light, obviously big sponsor here. Uh, got it all. You know, cappuccino machine. I, I, if they had a hot dog... It was questionable. Like, you don't know how. Like a 7-Eleven you, you might dabble, right? Because I would. <laughs> of course. I, I definitely would. I, I'm, I'm pretty hungry right now. All right. We just finished Niners practice, so we'll, get, uh, we'll do this and get Middlecoff on the road to dinner. Me too. Well, I'm screwed. I mean, it's, it's too late. Star, it's going to be a Starbucks uh, well, drive-thru. In and out. Is there an in-and-out in the way? Uh, there's a couple, yeah. But to me, it's just the, the traffic kind of hits around 2.30. It's just, yeah. I'm just embracing it. You know, three-hour drive home. I understand. It won't be three. All for the pod. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think pod. it'll be pretty long. Okay, and the IG story. Uh, God, there's so many things to start with. We should just start by telling the people about sleep number, John. Sleep number. Maybe you've considered a sleep number bed, but thought you couldn't afford one. You really can't afford another restless night's sleep? No, no, you cannot. Never been a better time to save on proven quality sleep than now during the Memorial Day sale. A Queen 360 smart bed starts at only nine ninety nine. Oh, my God. That guy, that's a deal. I know that we talked about it on the last pod the first time we read this ad. You like a bed that, you know, kind of is like the hardwood floor. Yeah. I, I like a fluffier bed, but not a, a pillow top bed. Mm-hmm. And you said your wife likes it much softer, yeah. right? Yeah. Because there's, when you got two people and one likes pillow top, the other likes hardwood floor level, the only way you can go is with a sleep number because then you can split it, right? You get two separate in the same bed. How, how do you beat that? Sleep number 360 beds are so smart, they sense your every move Oof. and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Yep. Come in, guy, during the Memorial Day sale that's going on right now, 
and uh, save $1,000 on a new sleep number, 360 special edition smart bed for temperature balancing, comfort, at an exceptional value. You'll only find sleep number at any of the 575 sleep number stores nationwide. For the one nearest you, just go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. That's sleepnumber.com slash ham. That's sleepnumber.com slash ham. Please have you, go. Have you followed Bronny on Instagram yet? Do you feel do you feel like you have to, but it's also a little weird? I, I feel it a little slimy at this point. So did you follow? I swear I did not. No, I, I wasn't accusing yeah. you. You got defensive no. really fast. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, on Insta, there are receipts. Like, you can see who I'm following. Yeah. yeah. Remember, Bronny- like, remember Rambus? He was just following all the porn stars. <laughs> I always laugh when you come across something you're like followed but by there, 19 there, other people. There, there was a time like in 14, I think, maybe f- even 15, where people didn't even like they're not going to check my follow. Yeah, you're checking everything who, who you like, who you're following, who watched the video. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little more careful with that. I, I'm not saying I'm too good to follow Bronny. I just didn't. I, I, I actually saw, it, retwe- it. I saw yeah. it retweeted by Barso. I, well, I thought it was, I was uncomfortable, honestly. Uh, maybe I'm old school, even just like giving him shit on anything already. Like no, so like I'm okay talking about it. I wouldn't put something like in print because he's a child. But I did. So I. But saw, he, he feels older, doesn't he? Well, LeBron welcome How old to Instagram. Is he? I told him he couldn't have an Instagram until whatever. Fifteen? Is that what is he is? Fifteen, sixteen. He can't be older. No, than I don't that. think he's sixteen. And, What's uh, he driving at 16? <laughs> Something sweet. He's like, I told him he can't have an Instagram until whatever age, and then he's on. And I happened to just see LeBron's post within – uh, he had just posted it. So I clicked the link, and Bronny has already made his first post. And, like, within three minutes, right, of Bronny Jr. Bronny Jr. has been on Instagram, John, for, like, a day. He's got more posts than – I mean, look at this. I'm scrolling. Oh, I thought you were scrolling through LeBron's. That's no, Bronny, Bronny Jr.? Jr. How long has he been on? How many followers does he have? He's got 145,000. <laughs> 149,000. But within like a moment of his first post, he had tens of thousands of likes. His last post is him and LeBron Photoshop playing on the Lakers. That's together. pretty that's pretty sweet. We know what the end game here is and it's that and that would be pretty sweet. Like Well, but you think it's is it guaranteed that team? Uh cuz he's no. LeBron's no. not a made man there like no, Kobe. No, it's not guaranteed that team. Cuz they might get rid of him. Like if he's just terrible, he won't be resigned, right? Right. I'm not saying he's not. Well, I thought he yet. was getting traded for Harden or Chris Paul or something. <clears throat> would you do that deal? If I'm who? What deal would you not do? If I'm who? You wouldn't do James Harden for LeBron if you're Daryl Morey, right? I would rather no. have James Harden right no, now yeah. than LeBron. Yeah. You would obviously do Chris Paul straight up for LeBron. That'd be the easiest. <laughs> if I'm the Rockets, why would yeah, you ever do the Lakers? Lakers? I wouldn't, even, <laughs> wouldn't think twice. Would about you think it. about trading LeBron? Uh, for Anthony Davis? Like I trade him for Giannis. Trade him for Anthony. I trade him for KD. But I, I heard Rosillo had a good point like a couple weeks ago that like LeBron and we've talked about this before. You can't just trade him anywhere he doesn't want to go. Like he's at the point now where his kid gets a two hundred thousand you know followers in twenty four hours. Yeah, his brand you could argue is like equal to the NBA right now. I he's also, that powerful. I also think his stock right now as a player is as low as it's been. But is it? Like, I feel, still think people think he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. That's Relative what I'm saying. I, yeah, I think yeah. he's going to be good next year. Do you? Yeah, I do. I think he's going to be good next year. Yeah, I mean, he's ish. just fucking around all the time. I think he's going to be good-ish next year. It does kind you of think, feel... You think we've seen the end of good LeBron, of great LeBron. I hate, and I think you stand here too, hate callers. Well, if you listen to like Mad Dog, that just that channel in general, not even Mad Dog Show, but just that show, that channel takes callers twenty four seven. You work for, I mean, it's a caller driven. Well, your show's not, <laughs> but <laughs> many shows are caller driven. It's a decision that and, I've and made. And this guy now. had a great point. He's like, and this was an old school guy. He said the most disappointing thing now. Looking, LeBron had a chance to like 
he was creeping. Not Michael, but I mean, he was going to be maybe like the one B mm-hmm. to Michael one A. Mm-hmm. And he kind of just was like, fuck it, I'll just go to L.A. and chill. And if whatever happens, happens. And he's kind of arrogant enough to think it always happens pretty well for me. Yeah. But I, it's more important for me to make money. And I've always said this. You make so much money when you're a guy like LeBron the moment you retire. And when you retire, you're 40 years old, right? So you still have like 40 to 65 in the prime of your life, still moving around well. You can just make business money after money after money. His basketball, though, little era that he was on, and I think Tom is gets this, right? And I think this is why he's all in New England. That's the best place for him to win and become a fucking absolute. Like, LeBron's a legend. He could become a guy with six championships. Like, I ran into a guy at the gym the other day. Uh, he's a listener of the show. And uh, Brian, I think. Not great with names. Shout out to Carter, I think. <laughs> yeah. Stopped me earlier out here. And he's like, I, I hope Thanks, that man. Kevin stops listening to all the noise. If you stay here, you just stack up those chips. And in 30 years, you got five or six or seven no one remembers all the minutia that you and I and everyone talks about right now. Right. No one will talk about that in 20 years. Maybe a little bit that he was sensitive, but I don't know if they would, would they, in 20 years? Think how quite not fast if you won, we Not if you won rings. Well, he's got a chance, though, if he loses this, or if he does not come back, they win this ring, it's not going to be ideal for the legacy. You're talking about Kevin. Kevin, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but if he wins a ring with the Knicks, if he leads the Knicks to a championship, but that's a big if. I think a lot. No, of no. Is. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if he does that, then he's a, then he probably trumps any ring he has in Golden State. Yes, and there's no like in 20 years. There's no well. Remember when he? There's none of that. If if in 20 years Russell has not won a ring, and Harden has not won a ring, and Kevin won a ring with two different franchises on which he was the best yeah. player, like LeBron. Yeah. And, and, you know, players are – no one's signing anything more than a one-year contract in 20 years. Did you see that Buker reported that his house for his condos for sale <laughs> you know, and he bought a place I'm, in New York? I'm glad you reminded me of that. <laughs> yes, I did see that. Because someone forwarded me something like, this is a little much. I'm like, well, that's a pretty big story. For all the fluff that's out there, yeah. like, do you agree? That's a big-ass story. He had a, didn't he have a, did he have a condo in San Francisco? Is that what I think he had a, one of those high-rises. Yeah. So he sold, I imagine, $5, 6000000 million sweet penthouse. If he's selling that and he's buying a place in New York, that is a legitimate story. Do you agree? Well, we know it's not a Millennium Tower or whatever the leaning one is because you can't sell those. That, oh, you can't? A, well, I don't know. You probably can. But the one with the big crack in the base. Isn't that where Montana invested in? Uh, I think so. Hunter Pence sold his place there before he left the Giants. Um, but isn't the lean like a quarter inch? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's so there's a crack in the basement that people Well, just know this. Measure. I mean, at any moment. You could float out into the water. You're on man-made land down there. Yeah, I'm on just like yeah, a, it's fake. I'm, I'm on if a, a tsunami a hits, you're dump. gone. It's yeah. been nice knowing you. Yeah, but y'all are gone. I mean, all of you, Marina. You know, I know. Would Pack Heights be nailed too? Would it's it a get up that higher? High? No, I mean, yeah. where Cow Hollow is like literally was where they put out gra- They put out like dirt. For where cows. you guys live is exactly at sea level, right? It's flush with the water. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're, what, where are you? We're at sea level. Right. Zero. Right. You walk out to the water, and it's about. Three feet down, and then there, well, yeah. maybe six feet down, and then there's water. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever float out, well, luckily you'd have a little time to get up the hill. You'd hope. Yeah. You'd hope. Well, hard pe- to catch an Uber at that time. Yeah. The people at the surge prices, the John. people close, like uh, what's that street? Not Union, but a couple more like streets Bay. up would be in trouble. Yeah. Chestnut, Lombard, yeah. Bay. You'd that, have to hope. A, Montana lives right there. Joe Montana, his place is right there by the literal the marina where the boats are. Isn't that where Del Rio used to have a pad, too? Yeah, but he was a little more inland. Joe is right on that main street. Did you ever cross Del Rio? In Never the, saw Del Rio. I've seen Joe a few times. Yeah. 
Doesn't he get a barbershop at your yet. spot? He may or may not. <laughs> I can't divulge that information, John. It's part of the code. Would you say you guys are friends? No. Is there a chance that you could get your barber to get his phone number? See if we can. Uh, I'd love to get him. Should on. do the like. Oh, is, who's made an appointment? And then I like I hack the computer. Yeah. Do you, know? <laughs> you middle cough distracting him? Well, I may or may not have shot Steve Young a text yesterday. Pretty aggressive. But it's also like you know, hey man, this, I'm taking this real. Well, this I, is what I, radio producers do. Yeah, and you I dropped. The, I, you had to drop one of these like tie with Andy Reid. He'll vouch. <laughs> 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 Haven't heard anything back. He's getting another text a couple days. Be like you know, hey, podcast is willing to do some investments with you as Harris Barton. It, 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 it does give you a little like. I probably mean to producers over the years. It's not an easy job, you know. No, especially yeah. Sunday at like eight p.m. and no one's texting you back, and your hosts don't. But it's really one care. thing. It's like, yeah, it's like, hey, uh, would you come on? Hey, uh, Eli, this is Mike Francesa's producer, or hey, this is uh, hey Richard Sherman, this is Rich Eisen's producer. Right. Hey, Steve, this is uh, hey Middlecoff. You may have heard of him, might not have. Uh, they'd love to have you, you should, on. You They're credible the, though. The they got guys who will vouch. They know Lund. <laughs> yeah, Tolbert will vouch. That's that's my next one. Yeah, Tolbert will vouch. Good. I hope. Uh, I do love. Do, do you have the uh, Magic Johnson? Since we've been talking about the Lakers before the, the, the NBA final start, and we're at Matters practice, but we're starting with the Lakers because. What do you think of his suits? Those kind. Well, he's like, got a like. I did think Magic's got all these suits now. He's got to wear them. He's somewhere. huge. Yeah. Are you just being a general? He's got. Yeah, wear like them. Conan O'Brien wears a, a leather bomber jacket now, like because they've gone young on the show. And I just wonder where all the suit. Maybe he doesn't own those suits to begin with. <laughs> What's got to happen now is we got to get out to news. What's got to happen Just now keep playing is it. we got to get out to news. What does this mean? What's got to happen now? He's wearing is a purple tie. To news. What's got to happen now is we got to get out. Got to ask him what the Lakers needed to do. And while I think it's fair to say even more than Kobe, he's their most famous player probably ever. He's sitting there with Stephen A. Smith <laughs> and Michael Wilbon, and his first reaction is we got to get out the news. As in, as in, we got to stop being in the news cycle. Yeah, as Magic okay. Johnson there, and as it goes on a little bit, Magic goes, listen, this is the last time I'm talking about him, until, and then he drops him until, and he points at Stephen A. Free agency starts, or he's like a week after free agency, and we know what they got and what they don't got, I'll come on first take, and I'll give you my opinion. Scheduling. And, and Stephen A's like kind of pumping his fist. Did you watch the Stephen A acting like he was mad that the article was out, and he had to talk to Magic and ask Magic these questions? Did you see that video? It's like two and a half minutes, and he is just ranting and raving about how it's inconvenient that this article came out by Baxter Holmes and ESPN.com, and how he's got to ask Magic the tough questions. You know that that article was supposed to be the explosive one about them like treating employees really bad, and I guess the lawyer, lawyers kind of backed off. I guess the NBA got involved. You're saying there's th- Remember, that article? Th- there was supposed to be a super article? explosive article like midseason about the Lakers' treatment of employees. And then I think the NBA kind of got involved, and I don't think that the the, the reporter like what they were going to say. You start because they kind of really dabbled into it a little bit, but no one felt bad for the chick crying. If you talked about magic, really berating employees, treating people, I think like physically doing some things, you better know because he's right. got the juice to come after you. And right. I think they pulled back, and that was like the PG version. Because to me, like the Rich Paul elements, like yeah, of course Rich is around. Like, I, were you shocked there? What no. were you the most shocked of in that article? That Rob Palenka might have made up a meeting between Kobe and Heath Ledger. And that it's not like, oh, let's check. Oh, Heath was in London. No, Heath was dead. Yeah. 
Well, I saw a lot of people on. No, Twitter. I do think there's a chance that there was a meeting between Heath and Kobe, and Rob got his timeline mixed up. I do think that's possible, but Rob gets no. But the problem is, no one's given. Did him you the feel like Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, was looking at him like, "Bro, the guy's dead"? Because a lot of people on Twitter were like, "God, you see Dwayne's face? He's like, what is this guy talking about?" Part of the Genius I, I series. Couldn't, I couldn't tell. I was a little like, "You got something called the Genius series? Why is like?" And Rob, but it, up wasn't there in his front, team in there? Yes, that's the other thing that was weird to me. It's like you're making the players sit through this. Well, stuff? that's one of the things him and Magic did. They wanted to bring all these high achievers, which is fine. But why are you in the front of the room being the MC? That's the part I didn't. You know the one thing that like stood. I think Dwayne can handle the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like just or like can Luke Walton walk him up there? You know what video I, I have agree. not gotten tired of. This is not from the article. Do you think LeBron likes Belinka? He's got to think he's a little fraudulent, right? Yeah, I think the video that everyone, if you watch, well, LeBron was in that room. Probably. Oh, that might. I was been looking. Like, I didn't see. No, him. well, it might Who's have been. Look it like? might have been like last year. Brandon Ingram. Was it might there. have been pre-LeBron. The, the the video if you see any when like ESPN does highlights and they show like the same Palinka magic videos over and over it's all you know like they need like standing B-roll. in the hall yeah yeah the one where Rob has his phone in his hand they're like on the court and Rob goes for like a handshake half hug and then kind of magic doesn't lean and Rob kind of leans into magic and then like tries to say something and then like doesn't get the reaction from magic so he just starts staring at his phone if you see it it is so awkward. Underrated so part weird. of Palenka, you notice he had like two inches on The Rock. Like, he's tall. Yeah, really tall. I was, I, like, I people, did. People, The Rock's 6'4", and he was taller. Yeah. Here, here's another thing. If you're going to be like, uh, let's say you did something, that I'm working with someone, and they had an experience with Haberman, and then I'm working with that guy, and they go, you know, Haberman's not doing that anymore. And you give me that story. And I thought something was a little weird. Yes. The first thing I would do. That we the, talk to each other. The first thing I do is I would text guy like, "Hey, is something going on here?" Luke Walton called out Polinka like, "Bro, this probably don't want you coming to these meetings. It, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable." And him going Bob Myers, who anyone that followed Luke Walton's career, him and Bob became like best friends. Yeah. If you don't think that they're still close to this day, very close in age, have just had a lot in common, just similar humans, both basketball players, tall, good-looking guy. I mean, they're just friends. Like, Palinka, to me, he's just a full-blown liar. That I, one's crazy. Is, is there a the chance Heath. that he's just a liar? Like, he just Well, there's lies a chance a that that one's crazier than the Heath Ledger. Well, I think it is, because I think and the Heath unless, Ledger one's unless believable. The, unless the Heath Ledger one is completely made up. Well, d- but I, I think Can someone get a hold is, of Kobe and just ask him, did you meet with Heat Leather? He's going to do a detail. Well, Kobe someone, should do a detail on Dark Knight. How bad would it make Palinka look if someone gets Kobe to go on the record? Like, I never wanted to meet with Yeah, that I don't, looked, think, that he, I don't think he would do that. But but the, the Myers one is nuts. Because, like, dude, do you not even – how, how awful a chess are you? You don't even realize what my move is going to just, like, okay, I think you might be lying. And so I'll just text Bob. Well, doesn't it make a lot of sense now that Luke – wouldn't you imagine that Luke can't stand Polenka? Is there a decent chance? Like, yeah, Luke I think despises a, I think there's Palenka. a decent chance. Like, yeah. I, I, I would imagine from a basketball standpoint, he understands that Magic wanted a different coach, wasn't his guy. But I bet, you know, Magic, maybe he thinks whatever of him, but he despises Rob Polenka, like you and your former boss at the radio station. Whoa, whoa. I, I probably disliked him more. Yeah, I think that chance really exists. I mean, despises him. It's pretty incredible. To me, LeBron's a pretty smart guy. He has to be like, this is yeah. this guy's a scumbag. Yeah, this guy's gonna start hurting my reputation. Right. <laughs> That's where you're LeBron. Well, the next isn't that the next power struggle? Well, it would be see him, Plinka. Would it? Well, Kobe's got his back. That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm not sure if it would be. If the Lakers aren't winning, where's LeBron's power? We're sitting in a in a place that is, I. Listen, if you're going to suck like the Lakers are, and the 49ers are like this three or four years ago, 
you might as well just be the most explosive story in the country at your sport. <laughs> like the Niners got so bad, but they had Harbaugh, then they had the Kaepernick. They well, still not good were the for center. business. But it still makes everyone has an opinion on it. Like right. people are the Lakers now are they've probably even crazier than the Niners got, right? That Harbaugh, Tom Sula. It's a little different because yeah, they still got LeBron. Yeah, and they had I, magic and they, yeah. It's more famous version, but if you're gonna suck, it's like you don't want to be just like the Timberwolves, right? You, or, or just like uh, who's an NFL team like uh, the Jaguar? You know, just yeah, you know the Cardinals, Dolph, the Dolphins. Yeah, have the been, Dolph- yeah. you want to be explosive. Like I, I've, you want to be the Browns? I love that story, guy. I mean, I, I it won't stop. No. It's incredible. All right, should we talk about the Forty ers Yeah. Uh, we came out to uh, OTAs today. A lot of guys we didn't see. Lot, I mean, a lot of guys we did see. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy running around. Richard Sherman. Remember last year we came, Richard was just hanging out. This year yeah. he was yelling at the fake official because yeah. he didn't call an offsides on an illegal shift. And then he just mugged the dude off the line. Yeah. He had a pass breakup, and I did watch him. I did think with Richard, could he be better this year than he was last year? Is he just too – well, he was Achilles pretty good last injury? year. And he was pretty good, and – I thought he made a play in OTAs today that I didn't see him make. Now, obviously, he wasn't in OTAs last year, but even in the preseason last year, breaking on a ball, didn't catch it, but uh, broke on a ball that I thought was going to be a completed pass. So, you know, no Nick Bosa, no Hurd, no a lot of people, no Fred Warner. Jimmy. Jimmy we had. The other Jimmy. Broken collarbone. Yeah, Jimmy Ward. Yeah. Although uh, Robert Sala went to the mat. Your bald brother went to the mat. Jimmy Ward's going to have a good year this year, he said. A lot of he also claimed that he wouldn't have broken his collarbone. if the, Maybe he did he throw his shoulder into someone, maybe? It was more than he felt. Yeah, he did. Because I, I, really I thought it was more like arm out, hit. Maybe it wasn't Hit the like ground. That. Maybe it was he, just a collision. Yeah, he didn't. So Chris Biederman asked he him He acted to like it wasn't necessarily a freak deal. It was just well, a collision. He said multiple times, you know, we teach our guys to keep their feet. So he didn't want to throw in another guy under the bus. Maybe. Here's the problem. My, my number one takeaway today, and I agree, Richard Sherman looks good. But if, like, the Raptors, for example, they have Kawhi, and then everyone else somewhat of a question mark, so you just try to avoid Kawhi. So if Kawhi's checking Steph, they're going to go to Clay, right? If Kawhi's checking Clay, they'll just go to Steph. Right. Well, if Richard Sherman is on one side, you are, you bet your ass, you're just looking the other side 24-7. And granted, that's what happened last year. And I know Robert Solis, I mean – Got his back a little bit, but Adrian Colbert – no, not Adrian Colbert, Witherspoon. He called him Spoon. Spoon, yeah. Like, that's – you're just going to get a lot of action. Which is – if you're a good player, fuck. You you start making them pay, and then they can't just go at you all the time. But right now, Richard, I mean, is he going to see average of five balls a game? No chance right now. Because if you're – even if you're a nickel, I don't even know who their nickel corner is. It won't matter because they're going to go after that guy, and they're going to go after Spoon. Spoon. I like that. Good nickname. That is. Because last year he had some moments where it was like, oh, I mean, this is – we were just going to lose. Kind of giving up on him. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you, they were just going at him every play and he couldn't do anything. And if you're not going to get any pressure, which I think is a big number one thing, Robert, I felt like the message was, like, yeah. we're just going to try to kick your ass up front. Yeah, the game is dominated by big men, he said. Who are talented. Who are talented. He did say, and, like, this was something – he wasn't asked, like, is Solomon Thomas going to step it up? But he made a comment that felt like something that he said he thinks Solomon Thomas will reach the, like, uh, he'll finally see the, what do you say, it'll, uh, it'll come to fruition what everyone has hoped for, for Solomon Thomas this year. I thought, I didn't see him out there today because I didn't really go that close to the D lineman, like up close. But I thought last week, just standing close to him, he was, he looked a little thinner. 
I thought that today. He just looked a little more I thought like that. more of a defensive I end. thought that today for sure. So, and when I think the – they talk a lot about the wide nine. That kind of gives me the chills. In Philly, we Dream had – Dream team. We had both the ends do it wide nine. So, you had two guys out Jason like, Babin, one. He was Babin, like Trent Cole. But you're, you're both your defensive linemen are like they could high-five the corner. Right. Well, here, I think they still, on the one side, kind of go old. Like, the wide nine is basically now, I guess, just the Leo. So, the Leo, who was already kind of over the tight end, is now just, you know, not on the inside. He's just way out there. He just kind of gets to just go. And just the wide nine, the scheme is you just fucking go. And that was always the knock. Well, yeah, you're always going upfield. You can get nailed with draws. You can nail with screens. You can get just, like, out of position really easily. It's not the most just in-tune if you don't have the talent. Now, like Philly last year, they kind of run it. And their defensive line the last couple of years, you'd say, it was one of the better in the league, right? Yeah. But granted, they got, you know, Fletcher Cox. I mean, they got all these players. I mean, I can't even think of the rest. They got a lot of good players. Uh, you know, they had Bennett last year. But they, they were even able to get guys like Haloti. Like, everyone can work in that scheme. Because it's a defensive lineman's drill. You don't have to – or dream. You just – all I'm doing is when the ball snapped, is going upfield. You're actually playing the pass, reacting to the run. And it got me thinking when he was talking, I asked this question trying to be a big Jay Journo. Like, when we did it, people still ran the ball a lot. And I think you still run it. But, like, there's not – how many teams have fullbacks now? Like, really run it down your throat. Right. Now teams, like, they want to pass. So. He accepted your premise. Why well, I think it does. That the league has evolved into – offensively into – Kind of the teeth of what would be a wide nine defense. Now, when you're playing really good teams, they'll just check to a run if they think they got a big hole. Because it does on the wide nine side, when you have this just gaping hole, your linebacker's just kind of there. Yeah. Where if the lineman get on them early or if the running back makes a miss, it's a 15-yard gasher. The other thing you can do is – It can be – it can look like, what are we doing? I thought it was really interesting. He got asked a question about um, could pressure. He, could he play right now? He looks fucking huge. Yeah, I mean – he looks bigger, first of all. Like like Jack. Yeah, his arms look bigger. Yeah, he looks big. His calves look like he's, his vert has got to be like 37 and a half inches. He looks sweet. But he's carrying I mean, a lot of weight. He's got, he looks the part. He's not yeah. your typical like 55-year-old chubby coach. No, very clean shave on the top. And he's got like the, the – the, even though he's very cleanly shaven on the face, he's got like that good shadow. <laughs> it looks – I'm jealous. Here's the it thing, looks though. fantastic. And fantastic I bet he'd tell tan. you this. He doesn't have to shave his head every day because he's so tan – he could probably go a day or a day and a half where the, the stubble on the side and same with his face. He looks like he's to shave his face every day. You can't totally see it. Yeah. Um, how, does the ta- how do you say that tan? I, I thought he said something really interesting because somebody asked why – Who and remind me if you remember who asked it, but why – oh, I think it was David Lombardi from The Athletic. He said your pressure oh, numbers – the 17% of just pass rush. Well, yeah, but this was – He's a Stanford guy. He's but the answer was really interesting because the question was – you guys got the, – the numbers say you got pressure on the quarterback, but that you didn't get quarterback hits, and you got even fewer sacks. Like, why? Why? Because you're saying not, the percentages say they got a lot of pressure last year? The percentage said they got pressure, but I don't know if it was a lot relative to the league, but it was more pressure than they got hits and way more pressure than they got sacks. In other yeah. words, it looked like they were back there, but then they It should have place. been near the top, and That's they were near the bottom. Right, and his thing was like, well – one of the one of the reasons that pressure stat is misleading, and he and I thought like he was about to defend them, and then he didn't. Like he kind of said, "Here's what we don't do." Kind of well. fucking genius. Huh? Yeah, he's like, "Well, one thing that happens is we only saw whatever. What did he say? Like thirty quick passes yeah. or something? So like whereas, quick screens, yeah. and quick slants. Whereas stuff. the Cowboys or the the Chargers, uh, who's another team he mentioned? Did he say Jacksonville? Yeah, 
Even though I thought they had a bad year pass rushing, but maybe. But he said def- yeah. but maybe they, that's part they, of the but, point. But they were feared. Maybe this is part of the yeah. point, right? He's like, when you're when their you, best when an offense their defense thinks line. you're going to get after them, yeah. it was genius. He's like, those teams faced a hundred of those quick pass plays that we only saw like thirty of. So, our, so we're facing guys in longer routes. We're facing maybe five step drops instead of three or one step drops. And so, yeah, we're getting pressure because the quarterback's holding the ball longer. Doesn't it show you like? I think most people, and especially I thought that like, wasn't that fascinating. The, the deep, like analytical people on Twitter think these people are just meatheads in the NFL. We're smarter. Like the stuff that they're just casually talking about, shit like that, would be like. You know what made me think about when he dropped Jacksonville? The fact that he came, like is he watching all these other teams? Well, I just think that they they go do such deep dives on self scouting relative to the other teams in the league that are good at certain things. Like Jacksonville, what he would tell you right now. Yeah, Jacksonville was middle of the road. Most people thought their defensive line jumped, but, you know, backed off. The entire league feared their entire front four every game. Every offensive coordinator went into that game. They didn't give a shit what the numbers said. They went, we don't know if we can block these guys all game. So our game plan, because to me that's kind of like our game plan going in when we play the Cowboys, they got defensive linemen. We talked about them last year because I was remember like, guy, I hate the Cowboys. And then yeah, by midseason, that's like, right. this team is sweet. Yeah, we did a 180 on that. Because their defensive line was just – it's just the speed in which they played. Well, you can't do five, seven, step drop. They'll kill you. So you just run the quick screens and the quick passes. It was genius. I I would imagine that the stuff that the coaches talk about is so much more in depth than just like the average social media, given Twitter and our conversations. And even myself, yeah. sometimes like they, they really are the information that they have at hand now. But like that stuff like that, I think the, the stuff they think about was like that was genius guy. Yeah, really? but he, but you know what he it makes a lot of sense. He's not um, he's not like waving his arms around and making a bunch of facial expressions. But every time Robert Sala talks, he does give you some nugs. He does say some stuff. Like he's, he's really interesting. I'm, I'm some a insight. fan. Yeah. Um, well, he's, I mean, again, he could be working on like Wall Street. He didn't need this. You know, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Who just looks like a middle linebacker in the NFL. I I, I do think. Because the biggest question mark, if Jimmy's healthy, you go, well, Jimmy and Kyle will be fine. They'll figure it out, regardless if they got four wide receivers that look like Haberman and Middlecoff, because their receivers aren't very big. Uh, you go, there is some pressure on this defensive coordinator and just the unit. Like, yeah. are they just going to play better? Are they going to be some games where Jimmy's off and they can just kind of wreck shop? Can they have some of those moments? Because last year, like, you remember this time last year, most people thought, like, you know what? Seattle Seahawks might be competing next year for the number one overall pick. And then it turns out, no, actually they won't. They're going to make the playoffs. They get their shit together. Because even on games like when Russell was off, you just watch their defense. And I, I think you see it out there with Richard. There's a mindset when you play for that team. They're trying to hurt you. Not like literally send you to the hospital, but like inflict pain. Can this defense? Because I think that's what they want to do, right? They want right. their defensive line to just overwhelm people. Richard's kind of a tone setter out there. To me, I get back to the guy like that. Who's making plays at linebacker? Yeah, Warner, Fred Warner, Quan Alexander. The, this know, like, team. Do you remember when in their peak? I mean, they had they had two guys that just well. Would they average about thirty five tackles a game between the two of them? And they just yeah, like played a hundred snaps. And between those thirty five to forty tackles, how many of them did you feel like ninety percent? Well, and it goes back to what Jesus. he said about the pass rush. How many plays didn't happen just because teams were avoiding them too? You couldn't really avoid them, but. Well, I mean, that's the best case, right? When you have, like, the Harbaugh Niner defenses, every unit, every level, you're, def- you're fucked. What are you going to do? Can, uh, uh, what do you think of Jimmy? What do you think of Jimmy? I mean, I, I say it over and over. I think he, look, he's just he's a stud. I mean, he's the real deal. He just got to stay healthy, and that's just the – it's impossible to – like, we can talk all day. I don't know. I came in with a with a, a hope or at least a theory on him, and my theory was that because he has a knee brace, he might run 
he might do stuff out of the pocket less. And then watch him today. I know they're not doing. He's not doing like rollouts, and they're doing some things to try and protect him. But I don't think he's going to play any differently because he's. I think you are who you are by the time yeah. you're in your mid twenties. Because I think that's. It's not like they coach that out of him. Just watching him move today, I think he feels like he looks to me like he's moving well. So I bet he feels but like. But think can, about this: like his first four years when he was around the goat and McDaniel's and the other goat, the quarterback. Now, not like Tom was probably helping him that much. But I bet Bill and Josh constantly said to it, like, that's one of your biggest strengths, right? The one thing in New England, they try to get what you do well, they want you to do more of it. Because you're, if you're a good player and what you do well is really good, you, you're you going to beat your opponent more times than not. So it would be like, wouldn't it do, do him a disservice if he played like Phillip Rivers or Peyton Manning? Like, that's not his game. Now, to me, though, the question is, well, I, I think there's a difference of you can scramble behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. you got to be smart about yeah. it. Like, you can't. He tried to run over a defender. I mean, that was insane. Like the Miami one in New England when he got tossed to the – his two major injuries in, in the pros, I mean, the two times he's been hurt, have both happened outside the pocket. One was a little bit freaky, kind of got slammed. The other one, I would imagine if he was sitting here right here, like I, I was idiotic. I should have just ran out of bounds. Like he lowered his shoulder. That was crazy. He stayed in. He Think about this. The two times I've seen quarterbacks in this area do that. Derek tried to stiff arm Pac-Man Jones, mm-hmm. broke his thumb, or jammed it. And Jimmy tore his ACL. Like, you are not going to – it's not a fair fight. Well, one, you're not Colin. You, First of all, you're not Colin. Right? But, he, but, even, but even Colin, like, in his peak, he was, all, he was, never, he was always That's avoiding true. guys. Like, it's, you're not going to win that game. Because that guy, it'd be like if you haven't eaten in five days and you finally see that – like. A quarterback, uh, these defenders don't ever get to touch that guy. And all day they're getting screamed at. We got to get the quarterback. We got to get. And you finally get to touch him. Honestly, isn't it kind of crazy that more quarterbacks don't get knocked out? But you do think about how many guys just slide, 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 slide. Like a lot of guys. Avoided at all costs. At all costs. Uh, I don't really remember Jimmy sliding that much. I feel like I haven't even seen. I mean, I. I know. Um, so I've had two waters. I've had two iced teas and a bottle of water. Do you think we can take a pee break? Yeah, you got to pee. Uh, yeah, bad. Okay, How you go. doing over there? I'm, I mean, I'm good. Ooh, it hurts me just to sit up. <laughs> okay, yeah. stand by. Ooh, all right. Everybody feeling good? Bladder released. Milk off back too. You, you I actually not. saw when I was went to take a pee too. I saw some big cups over there. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like enormous cups. Like you could just make a beer right now. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was a, a tasting test. Anything else on the Niners? One guy that stood out to me a couple times, just on a couple runs, and I get it, they're not tackling, is he did last week and he did it again this week, and he's just going to be one of their better players on offense, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Like, this guy's a pro, you know? Instead of like, can we hit on this undrafted free agent rookie? <laughs> you know, it's Matt Breda. No, this guy's just an NFL backup, you know? Is he like a full-time starter? No. Can he start a game? Yes. Do you go into games with him on your roster and know that you can win? Yes, because he has. He's been a part of one of the better offenses for the last three or four years in Atlanta. And he's played a lot. Like, to me, I just watch that guy. I go, yeah, every team in the league would take that guy. Every single team. He would play for every team in the NFL. And that's, to me, the Niners don't have enough of those. Like, I'm not talking about the Richards and the Bosa's and the Jimmy's. You have a muffler's like. Just pros. Tevin Coleman on uh, one at safety, one at linebacker, one at the backup tight end. Like, right. who's Kittle's backup? Like, you know? That, that to me, is the – Caden Smith. You and I kind of talked about that before the podcast. This is not – like, I think they're going to be better, and if Jimmy plays, I think they can compete for a wild card. But they're not – like, you go to the best rosters in the NFC, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Saints. They need a lot to go right. Yeah. The Even Falcons, thin. all these guys coming yeah. back from injury. They, they just 
They are Seattle. Wouldn't you imagine if you went to Seattle practice, you'd be got, they got more just functional NFL starters. Yeah. I also think part of it offensively is when you look, their receiver body types are not intimidating. Now, I do think, like when I look, this, you saw him last week, right, Debo Samuel. I saw him in person for the first time today. I do think his body and the way he moves, I go, okay, I get it, right? Big back end, big butt. But it's more to me like you can just see the strength. He's got a running back body. When he explodes, they did hit him on a uh, jet sweep, and he did just explode around the corner. Like I, He just looks like he's NFL ready. Well, I was talking to a scout for a playoff team, and he's like, we were talking about the receivers, maybe when they got Debo. He's like, yeah, he liked Debo. But he's like, I don't like their other guys. Because in this conference, that's the thing. The NFC, I guess it's always been a tough guy conference, but when the Niners in Seattle, you had to have the Boldens. Like, you playing the Eagles. Who are the Eagles receivers? I don't know. Alshon Jeffrey. The Cowboys. I guess they got small receivers, but they got a physical running. Like, they're a physical team. Uh, the Saints. Like, Michael Thomas. Uh, the Rams. I guess Todd they're, Gurley, they're, in theory. They're, they're a little softer. I mean, once upon a time. I mean, Seattle always yeah. wants to be a physical offense. Like, you, you know, who you just – like, can you go to war with Marquise Goodwin Larry and Fitzgerald. Pettis on the Patriots? I just think most teams, like your best teams, are going to have, like, now the Niners will say, well, we got George Kittle. And he stands out, right? Like, you watch George move around, you go, that guy's sweet. Like He, he made a nice catch today. Well, he's just a big-time athlete. Yeah. You just, he's sweet. Yeah. He's, he's like a physical Kelsey because he's, he's a blocker. I mean, he's, he's a stud. That's a... Uh, that's a hell of a find. And, you know, we're at the point now where you can't just, well, we got Kittle in the fifth. Like, you need some other guys to come right, around right, him. Like, you, right. when you hit on, like, oh, we got Cam Chancellor in the fifth. Well, we also got 17 other guys who so are kicking your ass. Yeah, that's great. Well, who'd you get in the first? Yeah, exactly. Like, we got Navarro in the third. We also got 40 other sweet guys. They need some of that. Yeah. And I think this is the year for, like, does, is Debo going to get you 70 catches? Who's going who's gonna to be a better player this year, Debo or Dante? I think that's a big I'm, – I'm interested to watch that. Dante Pettis looks a little bigger in the arms. I got two four four eights on Wisniewski. Wisniewski. He can punt. Hang times. Um, but I, if you ask me right now who's going to have more catches, I'd say Debo Samuel. I would bet on Debo Samuel too. Raiders? Richie! What is going on? That thing, remember, was like they, vid- they visited with Richie, and then it just kind of died. I'll tell you what happened. My guess. I had no inside information on this. They knew their left guard was somewhat of a question, right? They're like, ah, oh, we don't really love it. Then they have a week of OTAs with basically the whole team there. And they go, this is – it went like, do we really want to sign Richie? Because even Gruden's probably like, yeah, this is the best idea. They decided no, right? They, they decided they, no. They easily, Or at least he, they decided, we, let's just wait. He was He's 100% not gonna, No one else is going to sign him. He was 1,000% available when they brought him in. They're like, let's just see if so-and-so can prove himself. They had to have three days of practice where Gruden went, this is not going to be acceptable. Right. That had to have happened. Because yeah. if that guy was acceptable, you wouldn't have gone to Richie. Guy, the last time he was almost in the league, he threatened to, like, take down a bunch of people in a funeral home. Like, that's pretty nuts, right? Yeah. It'd be one thing to me, too, if he was 26. And we've talked about this before, but Mayock even said the number yesterday. He's going to be 36 next during the wow. season. He's not like just turned 35. Yeah. He's going to be 30. He is not young. After a year off. I don't even think Staley's that old. You know, like that's, that NFL age, that's old. Do you get credit for having a year off? Your one less year of relaxing? But, but I don't think anyone disputes. Stretch? Like, he's a good player. I mean, when he's healthy guy, he goes to Pro Bowls. It's just at any moment, 
whatever he has, right? He's just not a consistent personality. It can go the wrong way. Well, also when we kind of view the team as like they've got some other guys that are just – And to me, like, it's one thing to, like, Antonio gets mad at Derek or him and Gruden have some issues. Like, he's still such an elite player. He's 30 years old in the prime. I can't – whatever. Vontez, you can cut at any moment. Like, Richie could. All of a sudden, you open Twitter. It's like – It's another level of just unpredictability. What – here's a question. Let's go Simmons-Tyson zone. Like, what would the story have to be? You wake up in the morning, read about Richie Incognito that you would not believe. The deal was he, like, threatened to get his gun out of the car or he had it on him at, like, a funeral home, right? That was the Well, I thought story. he went into the funeral home, made some threats. The cops were called, like, some intense threats right. about killing about, some people. Yes. And, and I have a gun. And then they come and they, he had weapons in so, the trunk. Yes, yeah, so if that's, where, if that's the last real story, I don't know. Remember, there was a stretch after the Jonathan Martin thing. Where he was adamant that he was like more innocent and they were friends. He was teetering on what is going on. I remember TMZ cameras were at his house in Arizona. And he was just doing some shit in his front yard. Like, this guy is. Now, the one thing is, if he's going to make the team. I was thinking about this driving up today. He will not be a Raider as a backup. Right? Right. If he makes the team, he will be the starting left guard. And they'll go, well, we got a good starting left guard. Right. So they'll feel good Until about something it. happens. And then. To me, it's just you wake up and go. Richie Incognito's car was found at the bottom of the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, with a body. You know, just something like, again, I would be like, yeah, it's plausible, right? Something like just, what? Your first reaction is what, and then you just read the name. You're like, okay, because Alden got to that point. He's at the Alden point where Richie Incognito's home in the Oakland Hills not only burned down, it took down seven other homes in its path, and the Oakland Fire Department... Found him in his boxers in the street. Yeah, I mean, something like that. And they're playing the Chiefs two days later. Right. And he plays. (laughs) Yes. He plays. Starts. He starts in that game. Yeah. Yeah. um, And Gruden would be like, you know, he overcame adversity. But but you know what, John? I do think this. it does also tell us where they are, right? Where the margins are thin. They need as many good players as they can get. Like, in a different way. Well, he's he's 100% trying to make the playoffs this year. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, But I think they're similar to the 49ers just in that their margins are thin. They don't have a lot of room for people to get hurt or people to get suspended or people whatever. They just don't have room for it. So they need like incrementally better players wherever they can get them. And to them, this was worth the risk. I, it would not be for the 49ers at this point. But, but I also think like both teams. If both teams this year won eight, went eight and eight, hell, even nine and seven would miss the playoffs. I think at the end of the day, it would suck, but it would still feel really I think, good. I think it well, would be – I think we would – you and I – would view that as incredible success for both teams. I'd say it would be more incredible success for the Raiders than these guys just because I think they're going to be terrible and their schedule is really hard. Like, if you told me the Raiders went 9-7 with that schedule, it would be pretty incredible. Yeah. But I think Gruden, with like... 40, they have 48 straight days where they don't play a home game, as Josh Dubow told us today. The thing that I... It's the craziest... They gave up home games for Lent and then kept going, guy, basically. I don't, I don't even think How long is Lent? I don't even think that sniffs the best Dubow story out there on the practice field. That up until Al Davis passed away, oh which my was in God. 2011, incredible. the Oakland Raiders did not do direct deposit. So a player, a coach, any employee had to pick up your check, I would imagine, on Monday afternoon or wherever from the uh, the accounting chick at the office. Yeah. But these aren't just normal, like, oh, I make $80,000. Some of these humans are making $10 million, $5 million. Like, those checks are enormous, right? Even for the vet, you know, the rookie minimum guys, 
making 600000 so his check is still pretty big. That's a $10,000 check or whatever. Right. The minimum check for any player or coach had to be – there wasn't one single-digit thousand. Right? And, and, and as Josh told it, Dennis Allen rolled in and was like, my coaches are wasting 20 minutes every two weeks going to the bank. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. Now, are you willing to take 20 minutes out of your day to deposit that check? Yes, but – I do think that, though, describes a little bit like how far behind really the like, – that's kind of symbolic, right? I mean, this was seven years ago. They were giving checks to players and coaches making millions of dollars. Che- hand checks. Eight years ago. I guess we're nine. Nine years ago. Yeah, so it's a little longer. Eight. Still, I mean, I think. How many, like, Fortune 500 companies in 2011 were paying their employees? Zero. Zero. With paper checks. I, I don't think there was any company above board. <laughs> That was not doing. If you requested, right? Maybe you could get a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you had the option. Yeah. The Ra- the Raiders were like, no. Does the option even exist anymore? I think so. I'm sure. Yeah. But I, the, to me, the Richie symbolizes Gruden 100 percent is telling people, I think we can compete and make playoffs because you don't trade for Antonio Brown, you don't go sign Vontez. Which I will say, AB looked fast in all those Instagram well, videos. Guy, he looks fantastic. M- my question though is. If you're dead set on his mindset, which he, Gruden's trying to win, wouldn't you take some higher ceiling flyers in the draft? Like, wouldn't you take right. Devin White? <laughs> yes, yes. How do you go low ceiling, predictable guys in the first round, but then that's what's weird sign to me. perfect and, and, and even like one of your three first rounders? Like, just take a swing. Like, we just took Montez Sweat at 24, or we took Devin White at four. We just took a swing for a home run swing. Because that, that's my biggest issue with the Raiders, why they're going to not be great, is because of their three rookies, I don't see any being like – remember like Marcus Lattimore for the Saints that one year just became immediately like the best corner in the league? Like, th- th- like that's not – Cleveland Farrell is not going to be a Pro Bowler year one. Uh, like Josh Jacobs, there's no chance he rushes for like 1,000 yards. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Abrams, why can't he rush for 1,000 yards? What if he's really good, but he just happens – the problem is he's really good, but he plays running back? Well, because I think that, one, the games they're going to play and they're going to be down, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. I just think uh, – yeah, I just think that's going to be – I would take over under Josh Jacobs. He ran for 700 in college last year in Alabama. So that would be a, a few Fewer games. Three know, running backs. But still. They had three running backs. No, well, they, they played 15 games. I mean, it's Alabama. Oh, that's true. They played the SEC but still championship. Fewer, yeah. But no, had three running backs. Played 15, <laughs> they played 15 games. Yeah. All right. You're right Three about that. extra games. T- games are shorter. Do you think you rushed for 700 in the pros year one? Yeah, I think it's. Well, I mean, what did? What do you think? Uh, like Jalen Rashard total yardage was. But I think. Year. But I, I'd make the argument. I think Jalen Rashard's a better player because he's a pass catcher. I just think he's a more unique player. Again, you're talking to someone that doesn't really like Josh Jacobs. No, I know. Uh, like, I'm just watching Josh Jacobs. Like, what? I, I see ten of those in the NFL. Like, he's just eh. yeah. But ten guys can run for six hundred. Like, we're talking about six, seven hundred yards. But I'm saying, but a lot of guys in college crush it, and then they come That's here. True. Like, I bet Jalen Rashard. You look at his stats in college was unreal. The reason he fell in the or went undrafted, he was a midget. Like Josh Jacobs went to Alabama, was like their rotating starter. I mean, they had three guys, but he wasn't like. It's one thing to you know what I, I'm just saying. I know, I know, but I think like here's my rant on Josh Jacobs. That everyone loved him, and obviously Mayock was like his favorite player in the draft. DJ told me that DJ knew about that in the spring. That's why he knew that he was going to go in the first round. So I bet him that he wasn't going to go in the first round. He knew that Mayock inside, wasn't going to trading. I think if it would have been like, you know what, Saban always rotates his guys for the last 15 years with all the pros. But he's, we've seen him. Like, when he gets a blue, blue chipper, he rides, he rides him. him. Yeah. And he did not. 
not only ride him, he just the other guy almost played more sometimes. Now, I think the counter would be well, Damon Williams went, you know, either late second or early third to the Patriots. Like he, so the other guy was a really good player too. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just, I didn't quite see it. And I had a coach that knows what he's talking about. That agreed with me. He said he didn't, and he unbiased either. Was just giving me opinions on guys, and he's like, I, I, I'm with you. God, I wonder who that. <laughs> no, but again, we disagreed on some other players. I mean, it's not, we don't all agree, and he's wrong, and I'm wrong, and it's like John might end up being right. And this was to me, this is more Mike. Like this was Mike's favorite player in the trip, clearly, because. DJ was pounding that table right in early January. Yeah, like the this Rams is the pick. Josh yeah. Jim Nagy told us, too. Well, and then he told us he loved John Abrams. Like, yeah. The one thing leaving that draft, Abram. the more I thought about it, Abram, is that I think Mike did like the, like the guys they drafted. He had a big influence on the draft, right? Yeah. But that's where if you go, okay, Mike, if any, let's say Mike drafted those players. His players are completely different than the, but, but, okay, okay, John, you get all the veteran free agents and I'll deal with the draft. Yeah. It's like they're, high, it's like they're here's polar the opposite humans. I'll go back to what you said originally, which is when you're dealing with veteran free agents, you don't get to find the perfect guy. And if you're tackle, but, th- but this one was on your that. guard. But to me, well, I, yeah, I'm just this one. I think I, I think the bottom line business for them was we need to be a little better. Is there anybody that makes us a little better? And Rich, I, they think Richie makes them guard, a little better. Yeah. Well, I'd say this. I'd say whoever you got rotating there, a couple young guys, play it out during the spring, and we see every year during the fall. I think we got five or six new coaching staffs in the NFL, you'll either be able to trade for a rotational guy or at the cuts because you drafted four, you're going to be able to claim a guy. Like, do you really want this guy? I, I just I, – well, the, the, well, they I, could still do that. Well, you could, but why would you even bring Richie around? Like, I just – the Vontez one – I'm with you. I, but... I, I understood the Vontez one. His coach is the defensive coordinator. Right. So if that coach is going, listen, if it's fuck, it's on me. If he fucks up, we can get rid of him, whatever. I, I get like that is a connection that okay. Why am I hiring this defensive coordinator if he can't pound the table for a guy that he coached for five six years? The Antonio Brown, his talent so immense. Whatever, I get it. The Richie one, you're just not going to commit at guard. It'd be one thing if Richie was like a pass rusher, like let's say the equivalent of Greg Hardy. I go, I don't love it, but I get it. I just you can't sell me on a guard. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. To me, the Richie one is like I think we can make the playoffs. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Is there a chance I think that he you're goes, right about well, that. Derek they, bounces back for an MVP yes. season, we can make the playoffs? Well, I don't think – yeah. I don't think it's that hard to talk yourself. We got AB. You don't go get Antonio Brown because you think you're not making the playoffs or you're not – You're trying to win. Yeah. Uh, all right, speaking of uh, winning, NBA Finals starts in Toronto. Are we going to do – what are we doing Thursday? One before pod or just do one after the game? I'm mean, kind of play I'm, by ear. Should yeah, we talk I'm about the game the, here? Yeah, after the game. Yeah. So we should talk about the game here. This might be yeah. probably our last pod before the game. You see the latest line? Are the Warriors no, underdogs? I was just looking on my phone while we were talking earlier. I can sign into my bookie. <laughs> I've done my fair share of bets here on the phone. It's not a it's not a safe uh, thing to do. Like, oh, my computer's in the other room. I shouldn't bet. I just log in on my iPhone. While you're looking, I'll tell you the story is that Carlos Correa broke his uh, rib getting a massage. Oh, he didn't do a plank? No. Getting a massage. Was it one of those uh, very aggressive massages? Well... My first reaction to that guy is that's a 100% lie. Do you believe that he broke his rib getting massaged? Does, uh, does any I've sport... I've never heard of that. It's very does aggressive any massage. sport... Maybe it was a crack already. ...give injury stories that are less believable than baseball? 
Well, I think baseball, I do legitimately think baseball players, because think about it, it's a non-contact sport. For, so for there to be physical injuries other than you got hit by a pitch that aren't strains, when there's breaks, they got to be weird. How else do you, how do you break a bone playing baseball? It's hard. Someone running, you like, pose. yeah. But as I'm yeah. saying, if there's not a collision yeah. or a hit, if by it's pitch, off the field, then I mean, it has to have, be on your ranch. Yeah, because it wouldn't be like I strained <laughs> doing squats, right? Yeah. Well, what was sepsis? Do you know that he broke both ankles? It was on his ranch. He already had a heel problem. But I. But again, like, do you totally believe sepsis? Could he have fallen off a four wheeler or something? Right on his ranch. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he, I know. he did not step into a hole off a ladder. <laughs> no, do you think that's <laughs> honestly right now? Do you think that Correa broke his ribs through a massage? How do you even make that up if that's not true? Who comes up with that? Like your, your people. But who even thinks like let's tell him it was a massage? So if you made that up, someone would say that's insane. That's so stupid. Well, let's come up with something better. Okay. Well, what if the real story is either you got into a fight or something happened with your girlfriend where she hits you with a bat and the you know I'm just that's all I'm just saying it would be pretty easy to figure out guy or I mean to to make up a story that was way better than the real story I'm just saying way, if way we were all like, sitting around trying to lie about an injury and one of us suggested let's say you broke your rib getting a massage everyone else would say no one's going to buy that well what would they buy not that you slipped do I slipped and fell on my steps that's what everybody does well, I to, slipped to me, and fell to me the only way it's believable would be if the massage happened at the Astros facility, right? She was coming in to work on him, and she was just so physical because he's like, push harder, and then it broke the rib. Yeah, I, look, all I know is my mom once broke a rib. Like, hug, my dad broke her rib hugging her. God damn. <laughs> I know, I was there. Getting close. Or maybe, you know, maybe she was like, right, maybe she tried to like jump on his back or something. It was just something so, like, you wouldn't believe was it. Was when you were young? No, no, it was like, uh, I don't know, probably in the last 10 years. Like she screamed out in pain? Well, I just remember, like, for a week, she was like, ah, something's weird. And then it turned out that, like, she, like, a, not broke, but, like, a slight, very slight crack. Correa broke his ribs? I just I just got the update that just said broken rib, weird injury, massage. I'm just saying you would just no, do, I, 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 I slipped my, my, stepped on my dog and fell down my steps. That's what you would lie about. Warriors in the game is still a pick em. Warriors for the game is a pick For the game is a pick em. Okay. Well, then I like the Warriors, John. I mean, I, I think the play is to put. If Kepka hadn't screwed me, put five hundred dollars in the war. Like, how would you bet against the worst? Like, I get why in game one they could lose. I understand it. They haven't played in whatever nine days. They're in Toronto. Toronto's good. I get all that. But I just are would, they that good though? They're fine. They got Kawhi. I just I know which team is better. I know which team is better. Well, right to me. Now again, they, I they've been off for nine days, so that is weird. Are they going to lose game one of the finals? I know who the better basketball team like, is. is there a Beyond chance that, question, I know who the better basketball well, team is. Well, here's the way I'd look at it. There is no chance if the Warriors lose this game, that line changes by more than a point. If the Warriors win this game by 15, the Warriors are a minus five or six next game, right? For game if, two yeah. in Toronto. So to me, you look at it like that, that Vegas would shift immediately on the Warriors and won't do that much for the, for the Raptors. Well, so if, if you're the Raptors that win way. game one, will the Warriors be an underdog for game two? Or would they be a favorite for game yeah, two? Yeah, that's why maybe not. Yeah, they might just, like, they're not going to lose two games in a row. But you agree that if the Warriors win by 20, it's like, uh, is this even a series? That that line could be, like, seven. Right. Because what was the Trailblazer line? Remember, you're like, bet on them game two because it was, like, nine. Right. Now because the, the Blazers f- were coming off one day of rest off of game seven. The first game was a bloodbath, right. But they were, but the deal was, like, one, yeah. game, one day of rest, game seven, wasn't even my logic. Mike Montgomery was like, they're not losing this game. Like, the, not, 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 the, the Blazers will be much better. They can finally game plan, just rest, yeah. take a breath. It, the, the first game was more like a regular season game. Schedule you know, you're just loss. just kind of moving, yeah. Where this one is, both teams are 
get a lot of time off. How many days off has Toronto had? Well, that game was Saturday Sunday. night or Sat- Friday night? Uh, Saturday night. I watched it Saturday night. So yes. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, it's a little while. And when, when the Warriors game was Friday night. It's been a while, too. Was it Friday? Or no. like two weeks Longer. <laughs> yeah. Feels like they've been off forever. They have. Thursday night, maybe. I, um, I also think that, the, look, the Warriors have always had the t- tendency to just kind of need to be woken up before they some, – not always, but sometimes that happens, right? You can always pick a game in the series where it's like, ah, they're going to have to get punched in the mouth. Like, are they going to be down nine in the third quarter in this game? Or 12 or 14? They might very well be. It happens a lot. Do you see Buker's take on him traveling? It was a red flag. It's a red flag that he traveled because it means he's giving up the premium trainer experience? No, the, tr- the trainer's traveling. The premium trainer's traveled now. Okay. It's that it was a red flag that everyone in the league knows he's really hurt and can't play either way, that he just might as well go. I, the logic didn't quite make sense. I don't to me. quite I follow like, that. Yeah, why wouldn't he travel even if he's not playing? Is it just like if you travel, the air travel is putting your calf at risk and I, so you've given up on yourself? Buker just called that the travel was a red flag of Durant leaving. Okay. I, I, I still haven't quite. And he put his house, and he sold his house already. To me, but that is a, if you, if I told you right now that it's legitimate, no, that's a real. He I'm sold his saying. place and bought New York because again, someone, you know, both of us like with the Warriors was like, come on. I'm like, that is a story. Right. If he bought a house in New York and sold his place in San that's Francisco, a real, that's a real like story. that is legit. Like I say whatever you want about the other stupid ass stories that go on in the NBA's king of them. That to me has fucking serious legs, and if that is true. That deserves to be like the number one story. It also means there's one real estate buyer out there who signed like a non-disclosure agreement when they bought the property to not tell anybody that they bought you, the property. I had, uh, when was it? I had an Uber driver. Where was I? I was coming from the South Bay, but it wasn't Harding Park because I drove. Somewhere down there. Oh, it was when I flew back in from like L.A. And he told me, or maybe not L.A., somewhere. And I was driving back from SFO, and the guy told me, that he used to drive for a service. Nashville, that, Scottsdale. That, that did Durant. Yeah, it was Scottsdale. And he used to do Durant. And he's like, the one thing we have just for security purposes, everything's filmed. Just in case something weird happens. You mean like in the car? In like, the car. Yeah. So it always covers our ass. Mm-hmm. On just You just never know. And I think that's just, he's like standard protocol in the business. Well, he's like, the one thing we picked up Durant for a year and drove him, because he's like, he kind of pointed at the building. You know, one of those big-ass buildings in San Francisco, the sky rises by AT&T or Oracle. And he's like, Durant had a guy that would travel with him every time, and the, he'd come down first, and he'd always turn the thing off. And they just kind of knew, like, we wanted Durant's, but it was just, we yeah. had it. okay. You know, just because of conversation in the back, I get it. But it was just like, I think Durant's pretty, and he's so famous now, that, like, they're very cognizant of that type of shit, but there is no way to, like, maybe, I mean, Buker knows the elites. So, I mean, would it shock you if, like, his real estate broker did the, you know. Yeah, just, Half Moon Bay and something. Like, something. It, is, it is a very believable story. The only thing I would say. It's one of the great, it's one of the classic sports stories, too, right? Somebody sells their house. That's, that's but great. I, but I think it's one thing if you're putting your house up for sale. If it's true that he bought the place in New York, like, that's a huge red flag, right? For the Warriors, like, he ain't coming back. We're right. That's the other thing. Well, he sold it, but he's only he's just flipping it. Yeah. Just he's, found a new property. What is the downside? Steph moving. I saw someone tweeted out, did the Curry say that they're checking out all of I don't know. I all just I read saw the was the headline. headline. That the housing prices are high. Well, that's why Bob and Steve moved there like three years ago. Moved where? Haven't they kind of curbed a little bit? Slowed down? What? what? The same Moved where? Where'd they move? Where, like, Pacific Heights? They live by you. Steve Curtis? I think so, yeah. Oh. I don't know if he actually he bought the house. He, I mean, so rich doesn't matter. I think Bob lives there. Okay. I thought, I know somebody who, 
whose daughter did some does some interior decorating. No, no, no. I don't. I, if Massages? I say it, then I'll give it away. No, no, no. <laughs> but just like knows the family. I don't. And oh. from what I'd been told that that they live in East Bay, but it doesn't mean they don't have another place. I do think some of these guys, having been a traveler, been on both sides of it, they've been very spoiled. <laughs> You know, if you're Draymond or Steph, you live in Walnut Creek or Oakland Hills or whatever, it's pretty easy to get to Oracle and their facility that's in downtown Oakland. Right. Like, you're in for one next year when you're like, oh, Draymond's like, I'm going to go home to my place in Oakland Hills, get a nap, and get some lunch. And then you're going to come back in at 3 or 4 Thursday o'clock. For a Thursday night game. Good luck. Yeah. When the Giants are playing. Well, it won't even matter. You, do, you know what, though? You do. To me, the bridge guy has completely changed. It is always packed now, game or not. Because I vividly oh, yeah, yeah. remember well, living I'll... in Emeryville doing the Sports Talk Live. I could leave at 4, be there by 4.20. I don't even think that's humanly possible Monday through Friday. Well, I know, like, Alyssa, when she comes back from Berkeley or Oakland, where she works most days, it depends. Like, some days it's, she flies, but, like, I know Thursdays and Fridays is going to take her forever. I haven't been on it now. I don't do like it at, And I'm talking not at 5, but, like, at 4. If she can get out of it, she'll try to get out by, like, 4, 4.30. I haven't had a – it's a – like, it's, I'm flying – Monday through Friday at any time now. Not just the morning, the afternoon. It almost has to be like night. Memorial Day for it to be that wide open. Yeah, like what was you driving to work on Monday morning? Yeah, I mean, nobody. But I, how are some, not all these guys are going to move to the city, right? But how many of them are going to have apartments rented by like week two? Like this is stupid. Like it's it's a life-changing moment for some of those guys. <laughs> I get a helicopter like Kobe. Um, well, don't you, would you be shocked if one of them does? If I was Steph, I was so rich, I would just... Just I'd come like, right across the... Why wouldn't like, you just do like a trade deal with a helicopter service? <laughs> Are there local helicopter services that need their, their endorsements? Or even just... I mean, you make $200 million. Would you move or just get a helicopter? I, I would have... First of all, I would have a place in the city, just in case. For like five nights, you know, when I need it. But you could always just like get the Four Seasons or whatever whenever you need it in the moment. Yeah, so. but you know, you just... I don't know. Even at the price point it is now? Because if it's you're there... investment. You would 100% get a place in the yes. city? Out of multiple places. Would you still helicopter? Yeah, I wouldn't drive. I mean... Remember when we first started doing a radio show, Greg Papa had an apartment on the side? That's the right. Side? That's right. And a car service. At Martin. Martin. Yeah. Met Martin one time. He said that he'd be glad to drive. I don't think I ever took him up on it, but... Yeah, it must have been nice. <laughs> then not- Greg got a car that drove itself. Yeah, when he used to watch iPads, you know, as he was driving. Yeah, film study. Um, What I was going to say, though, is for the Warriors, with Kevin out, I I think they'll be locked in for them from the beginning. I do think they – I think because the Raptors have Kawhi. Like, they've beaten the Blazers so many times. The Raptors are different. They've got Kawhi. Uncommon opponent. Kawhi's good. Uncommon opponent. Uh, uh, what's Kerr's word? Uh, uh, Appropriate fear or whatever. Pissed off for greatness. Yeah. Yeah, That's right, Lewis. Link soul. Uh, Who's got it better than us? Par. What was it? Make par, not war. Uh, so, Is that Link Souls? Yeah, and I think Steve Worth. I tried on a couple of those shorts. They just didn't fit right. Like a button up? I will say they're like windbreakers fit me well. Oh, they do? Like their long sleeves, or they're not too long. Like I baggy long sleeves. What, kill shir- me. what shirt would you say just doesn't fit you that well? Travis Matthew? Yeah. <laughs> long and tight. Because they do look sweet, some of them. None of them fit me, ever. <laughs> They they are tight by the way. Number one on the list of yeah. shirts that don't fit me. They are made for like the Kyle Shanahan hands of the world, aren't they? Yes. They're, they're yeah. number one on the list. Their hats are pretty sweet. Just that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a good looking hat. I've got just a kind of I got a Presidio out. golf hat with the same deal. I think it was the same one you got from Bandit Dunes. Yeah, I, I'm but. with you. I I have a hard time seeing the Warriors lose game one because if you imagine they lose game one in Toronto, it'd be like we can win the NBA Finals, right? That would be the talk. 
I just think that the Warriors are going to come out fucking for blood. Two anthems. Don't forget now. Oh, you can build that in. You been watching the NHL Finals? No. I just watched it. That it was pretty good. Hmm. You know, just Boston and uh, who? Team to kick the shark's ass. Uh, the Carolina. Blues. <laughs> I don't know. I text our buddy, diehard Sharks buddy, uh, fan at Derek. I call him E Ray. It's just Derek Ray. Up at Oregon State, recruiting master. I think we'll see. It's time to time to get it going up there. Yeah, I saw he just got a quarterback. But he knows Goldie hockey. Son. He said that the, it's hard to judge the Bruins because once the Capitals and the and the uh, who's a team? Oh, Tampa. Tampa was like uh, the Patriots. Like they had the most points or whatever. They had knocked out in the first round. That is one thing that the NHL playoffs have going. You get some crazy ass upsets. Like that would be cool if the NBA ever could get to that point where it's like. At any moment, the Warriors could lose. Wouldn't that make it just like a little more like on edge when you're watching? Or was that bad for the sport? It would, but like in the finals, then when you don't have your best teams, that's a problem. Well, I, I agree, but I, I, I was texting uh, our buddy Dickinson. If you think about it, in the last like 30 years in the have NBA. Have you seen Dickinson on Instagram? No. Just skinny, oh, yeah. full bald but full beard. You know, he's just, just drinking whiskey at like 2 a.m. <laughs> in Canada. Keto diet, you think? No, he had a sandwich. <laughs> From the Instagram post. You guys went to lunch recently. Somewhere in the North Bay? Uh, in the city, yeah. yeah. Where'd North you guys Beach. go? North Beach. Yeah. What Mario's Bohemian Beach? Cigar Shop. My, my spot. What'd you get? I got a uh, chicken uh, focaccia, I think. Panini, what? maybe? No, not a panini. Just a focaccia. What, what do you think about Burger King's chicken parm? You seen the commercials for that? Yeah. What do they say? It's not Italian, but it's good or something like that? Actually doesn't look terrible. Did you have one? If you told me I was in a pinch and I had to eat the chicken parm, like, I would never do the fish at McDonald's. Oh, who orders that? But I think there are certain people that would tell you that the fish, fish sandwich, whatever it's called, fish. How is the filet of fish still a thing? I, I don't know, but it, who is people that? do like it and the McRib. Like, I would never order either. But I, I, saw, the, I saw the chicken parm. Like, you know, I could eat that. Yeah, it looks good. It doesn't look bad. Chicken parm is hard to. I haven't had, a good, I haven't had chicken parm in a long time. Do you have one in the East Bay? No, I remember when I was in Philly, there was a couple spots that were pretty good. We used to... Uh, I had one in Boston last year. It was okay. Where C.J. McCollum went to college. Uh, Lehigh. Our training camp was there, and there was a like a hole in the wall, like probably the mob ran it, that was like, you got the parm or the veal. Like, it was just... You got an Italian meal, and it was sounds elite. good. That sounds like we're ready for dinner. Yeah, get home and get this pot up. Yeah? We good? I might just go see John Wick solo. John Wick, uh, is this three? Seven, yeah. Three. Three. Still got his pit bull. His dog survives. John Wick Two was on the other day. I watched it for a minute, but you got to be in the mood. Like you got to be in the mood for no dialogue. It's just killing, and, and <laughs> it's, it's like it gets a- to the point too where a dude is five feet away from John Wick, shooting right at him and missing. That's my thing. Like all these people that get hit in real life that you read these stories around, they're so random. If I'm pointing the gun, even if I'm a bad shot and I'm shooting ten shots, why is everybody? How am I not going to hit you? How come in movies it's always like no one just. No, they're always like the gun is always following the person run. And it's always on their heels. Why don't they just move over a foot and then hit them the other way? Well, the other thing, the most that. unrealistic part about a good Every action movie, movie is like they're on the heels and they never run out of bullets. Like if anyone's right. played a video game, you can only stack so many bullets on you, but you do have to reload. Those guys, like I, I don't know how many bullets are in like a nine millimeter, but not fifty. You know, like twelve, even if you got the big clip. And if you do run out of bullets, luckily somebody else has a bullet left, and they use theirs to get the guy. And to me, there's not enough. This is what happened in real life. If you were in a crazy gunfight, when people went down, you there would was take a firefight. You would take their gun. Did you see the scene like where they're underneath and Wick's just killing all the people? Which in one is John this? Wick Two? 
I don't remember. The, I mean, it's it's is crazy. that the one in like the spa? Well, she kills herself or whatever. He shoots her, and then everyone comes after him. And yeah. it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's I'm an action movie guy. It's one of the great scenes in action movie history, but it's also the most unrealistic because he kills like I swear to God. I actually listened to the rewatchables that Simmons did on it. Uh-huh. 167 bodies went down wow. in the movie. They counted. Yeah. But I think in that scene alone, like he beat 100 people. And Common's coming after him. He's like his nemesis. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like the but I mean, martial killer. arts people used to kick 90 people's ass. And... But it's a little different when I'm doing like elbows to the face and stuff with a gun. Because if I have a gun and you have a gun, like, I'm sorry, Bruce Lee, we're all equals, right? <laughs> if I shoot you first, you go down. Yeah. Bruce Lee's size worked in his advantage. He was quick. What are you, small, but hard to hit. What are you doing for dinner, you think? Well, she has something ready I'm just going, I'm just up? heading home. Yeah, I think we're having... Uh, I know burgers are tomorrow. I know that. I've planned ahead. i got to plan my bread out. I try if I can. What's your bread? Well, I just try. I've been trying like the last couple of weeks. Because like, I'm going to the gym and I've kind of plateaued and I'm trying to go yeah. back to one. I kind of get... I was going to the gym so much. I was like, I eat as much bread as I want. Now I'm back to like trying to do bread once a day. Do you notice the older you get, like... My favorite probably meal always involves bread. I mean, I don't. Yes. I've never had a favorite meal that doesn't involve bread in some sort. You don't really get to eat it if you want to be skinny, if you don't have like the Shanahan genetics. Yeah, the problem is I've never been skinny. So but I, I just, but I just mean like not want to get fat. Like yeah. you can't just keep eating normal bread intakes, which pains me, guy. I fucking love bread and I can't eat what it. What do you think about like the level, like the number of pieces of garlic bread you used to eat? I mean, I, like if I, you had pasta, how many pieces of garlic bread? Like, I remember going to Olive Garden and just nine rolls. Just, I don't know, just an endless amount. Well, it's like I, I used to love getting pasta Old dishes. I don't even get really pasta dishes anymore, and I love them. No, I had spaghetti the other day. This is, Did you dip your bread into it or no bread? Uh, I didn't dip it, no. Well, I mean. I should have. Your wife, you can have carbs, right? Yeah, of course. I'm, just, I'm not, carbs. yeah. Well, we can have whatever. I'm just saying, like, I have made the, I just, I gotta, I gotta chill out. Otherwise, I'll have, like. I'll just eat too much bread. I'll just eat bread for every meal. You go cereal in the morning, or? Well, I see, were you really good? I've been going yogurt and fruit and granola. I know, that sucks. Is that even good for you? I don't know. I just do yeah. it because healthy yeah, people eat it. Yeah, but it's I'm not, hungry. It's not. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm at Whole Foods for a breakfast burrito. If you get <laughs> the perfect 15. flavor of yogurt and the and the, some like uh, some fruit in it with the granola, it can taste pretty good. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's sweet. Yeah. It's got sugar. Would I rather have like a, a breakfast burrito with some potatoes in it? Or yeah. Bagel, bagel. Ten days out of ten. Bagel sandwich. Yeah. All right. Peace. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.